It is podcast time, hockey fans. Thank you for watching this Dan K. Show production presented by the Pueblo Bulls. Welcome back, everyone. It's time for another Summer Sessions interview with the Most Watched Show in Junior Hockey. The Most Watched Show in Junior Hockey, of course, is the Dan K. Show comprised right now of an exceptionally large team, one of the largest payrolls in all of sports media. It's two of us. There's me, who makes a pedestrian sum, you know, just enough to, to you know, buy groceries every week. And then the rest of the money somehow disappears to an account owned by some guy. Uh, oh, gosh, it's uh, you're right. It's Dan K. Dan, uh, welcome to a Summer Sessions interview. Tell you what, I really was worried you forgot my name. You got to do a lot of these intros this summer. We've got a lot of interviews to have, but I'll tell you what, this is this is one I'm really excited for. This is we got to talk about this guy as, you know, this is the future of hockey coaching. We had that clip in the NCDC Deneen Cup Championship review video there, kind of the recap. This is a future behind the bench in the game of hockey. This is a guy who we've got to see grow behind the bench as a coach, a guy who took a team to a Deneen Cup final this year, a guy who in game one, one of, one of if not the best coach junior hockey games I've ever seen, with a game plan that he put out there on the ice, a guy who creates goaltenders like a factory, a guy who is no holds barred Holsky, a guy who had to deal with us calling another guy Holy Cannoli, who now has taken the reins in South Shore, and he is your NCDC Coach of the Year, according to the great folks at the New England Hockey Journal. Coach Holsky, what's going on? How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Excited to uh, to be on here today. and. See what we have planned we got a lot planned for you we won't talk about the game show just yet we'll get into that later in the show for now what i want to talk about is kind of where you're at i, I know we we're kind of talking off the air a lot of camps a lot of action right now they some people call it the off season there's no time off for you guys there in south shore catch the folks up what do we got going on right now in south shore land yeah so we're you know we're, we're at it pretty good here so we had our uh, May camp uh, at the spring showcase. We had three teams at that, which was pretty good. You know, we we use that camp every year as kind of the starting point um, for our recruiting process. So a lot of the players that attended that event were were players that we were you know unfamiliar with. You know, that came recommended from from agents, advisors, um, you know, major coaches, prep coaches. So we we got a good look at you know, a lot of players that weekend and obviously tried to narrow it down at the end. And we have a good group coming back from that event uh, that will come to our main camp in July. But other than that, we, we had a goalie camp uh, three weeks ago, you know, something we do every year. And, you know, we find it very beneficial to do a, a separate goalie camp where it's, it's all goalie specific work. Um, and it really helps us identify the goalies uh, versus trying to, evaluate them at, at a camp where there's, you know, a ton of players and a, and a ton of goalies. So it's, it's, it's more focused on goalie specific, but yeah, we got a lot out of it. You know, we invited a few of those kids back for main camp. Um, and then lastly, we have coming up here in uh, at the end of the month, we have our Los Angeles uh, NCDC camp. So that will be pretty cool. That's, that's our second annual camp there last year. Big success. You know, we tendered a few guys from that. We had a couple of kids that made our roster uh, from that camp uh, this past season. So looking forward to that and then just continuing to prepare for main camp. Um, and then with main camp, we'll have 
all our returning players, draft picks, tenders, and obviously some some good free agents that, that will attend that event. Now, if I get this wrong, Lucas will do a good job with the scissors, but you guys might have had a, a pretty famous person pop in last year when you guys were out that way. Was it was it the South Shore camp that that happened at? Yeah, so we went, so it's, we're doing it the same same rink uh, out in Burbank, which is like just outside L.A. But yeah, when we showed up there last last year, Drew and I, um, Wayne Gretzky and, and uh, Connor McDavid were both there uh, do, doing a show. So it was kind of kind of hectic when we showed up, but uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. We actually got to meet them, so that was pretty neat. You know, if it were Lucas and I there, they're probably lucky we weren't there. We would have tried to break some insider news that uh, McDavid was taking the Gretzky route and getting traded from Edmonton down to L.A. That's what that's what we would have probably thought. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gretzky was uh, actually Wayne came right up to us, which was pretty cool. We were, we were checking kids in um, at the check-in table, just giving out jerseys, and he he came right up to us and asked what you know what we had going on, and just kind of explained, and actually got a pretty cool picture with him. So Connor was a little more low low key and. A lot of security around them. So, but no, it was good. It's great to see those guys. And uh, yeah, we're, we're excited to get, get back there um, in a couple of weeks here. Yeah. And, and now, coach, you, you talk about this offseason, you're putting everything together. You guys were a, a win away from lifting a Deneen Cup this past season. You return a lot of great players. Uh, how do you how do you kind of build around a team that's that was one step away? How do we get that last step over? Kind of what's the process mentally here trying to put those last finishing finishing touches on this championship squad? Yeah, you know it's it's exciting. Um, it's exciting in the sense we do have, you know, for for junior hockey we do have a, a decent group coming back. You know, I think when you look at junior hockey you know, across the board with, with all the different leagues and, and teams, like typically you're, you're, you're overhauling your, your team year in and year out, you know, where you need a, a lot of players. But I think for us, you know, we do have a, a good group coming back uh, up front, especially I think we have seven returners, um, you know, right now. So that that's a good number. And I, I think for, for those kids, what we went through last year, you know, especially some of the adversity early on in the season, that first month where we, we came out of the gate a little bit slow and then obviously picked it up and then how we finished. I think that experience for, for that group, um, for the ones coming back, it, is going to go a long way. And obviously our goal is to get back to where where, where we finished uh, this past year, except this time post, hosted an income. But I think other than that, we, we only have two returners on the back end um, and then in net, obviously Jacob Forgner moving on to, to Geneseo, you know, top division three school. And then our, uh, mother goalie Cam Kuntar is also moving on to college. Yeah. And you, you kind of talk about this, this squad that, that, you know, it seems like every year kind of is a dynamic threat this year, especially it seemed like the, you had put a South shore Kings team together that could threaten on all sides of the puck. Um, we know we obviously watched a lot of South Shore Kings NCDC games. I, I live tweeted a, a couple of games from the Dan K show. Um, they ruined always, one of Jefferson's calls. Ru- oh, I felt so bad. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm listening to the game broadcast, and I'm I'm doing what we do, just disrupting at the Dan K show, just absolutely creating havoc and mayhem. And we're having fun with Jefferson on the air. I'm tweeting at him directly. He's referencing a tweet, and he's referencing a tweet, and a goal gets scored. 
kind of off like a like a quick all of a sudden one two three into the zone goal gets scored he's in the middle of talking to me behind my keyboard and i just go oh now i'm gonna get it next time i see him uh <laughs> but he uh you know we saw him at the Deneen cup it was it was great to work with him we had him on the broadcast for that game three it was a lot of fun i want to talk about the Deneen cup first of all because sure. i think the team that you built last year felt like a team that was going to get there felt like a team that was going to be playing those final three NCDC games of the season. So first things first, just talk about the team that you built last year. And, and what do you think was the reason for the success getting to that Denise cup final? Sure. Yeah. Like go, going into it, obviously I, I took over late there in August uh, for, for Drew uh, who moved on to, to Mount St. Charles. But, you know, even before that Drew and I working on the roster, you know, and, and building it, we, we had the mindset that, you know, we didn't want to have a younger group and we just feel, and to this day, like I feel having younger players um, attracts more college coaches. So that's kind of the model we wanted to implement. And, you know, we had, looking back on it, we had two oh fives, you know, one played every single game for us. You know, the other, I think played all but three games. So for me, like that that's big, you know, in both, you know, gaining a ton of division one interest right now. Um, but no, like most importantly, like I knew, you know, at the start of the year, September going through training camp, even that, that first month, I knew there would be some challenges and some adversity that, that the group would go through. Um, but I think that adversity that we went through really helped us down the stretch, you know, uh, where I think there's, there's some teams that, that came out of the gate hot, and then maybe cooled down towards the middle of the year or, or the end of the year. Uh, we started off slow, and I think even into the Christmas break, um, we were right around maybe a couple games over 500, but we were sitting in that fourth spot. You know, and then after you came back from, you know, um, in January, and we really just took off from there, kind of went on a pretty good run. Um, again, the younger guys – you know, that started off slow and had to kind of go through the, those growing pains. They really came on and started gaining confidence in, in that second half. And I think ultimately just the leadership group that we had in place, you know, starting with our captain, Ben Jenkinson, who was, you know, the heartbeat of our team and um, guys like Bobby Landry, Charlie Killian, uh, you know, who are leaders as well. Like they really just bought into, you know, our team identity and the culture that we, we had in place. And, the other guys really just followed. And like I said, January, February, and then right into playoffs, you know, obviously we, we lucked out. We were pretty healthy going into the playoffs. You know, we were just, the guys were all in it for the right reasons. And that was, you know, to win a Deneen cup. Obviously we, we came one game short of doing that, but you know, overall the season was, it was a big success. And, you know, for me, it's, it's all about development. And I think from where, the majority of the kids started to where they finished is night and day. Is there, I should say, are there um, any differences in the challenges you face as a coach when you talk about coaching a team that has a younger makeup than a team that has an older makeup, you know, as you've been around the game and you've been around the NCDC as we've gone from, you know, a game in a league that has recruited mostly older players Yep. Now beginning and in the process of making that switch towards more of a younger demographic, this year's NCDC draft, which we'll get to a little bit later, 
um, obviously focused on a lot of those younger players, right? Um, are there any any differences that you've noticed in the the way that you approach the game with a slightly younger team? Yeah, I, I did notice, you know, a few things with with the younger group of players. And, and don't get me wrong, we still had our our veterans uh, and older players, but right. I think that blend that we had w- was was very unique. Um, but I think with the younger players, I found they were so eager to learn um, and, and they just, they would ask a ton of questions daily. They, they'd want to stay after practice, you know, to work with, with Cody and I, you know, my assistant coach. So there's a, ju- there's a lot more development and, and learning uh, I think with the, with the younger players, which as coaches is awesome. Um, that, I guess that's what you want uh, from the entire group. But, but especially with the younger players, I, I found they were more eager to, to learn and, and stay after practice, you know, to get in some some extra work on a daily basis. But I think having that that older group as well, um, you know, players like Ben Jenkinson, who played in the league the year before, um, you know, Charlie Killian, who played in the the league the year before, Jacob Torgner, our goalie, like having those guys with the, the younger players, like it, it was awesome. It's always an, always nice to have that mix, right? It's, yes. it's when you have yep. guys that are hungry to learn, you know, we've talked a lot. You know, and we talked in a previous interview with Coach Mike Stanaway about the locker room being such an important facet of high-level competitive hockey. You need the eagerness. You need the, you know, the wisdom. You need a mix of everything to really make sure that a team can be successful. And that makeup starts with recruitment, right? And, and the recruiting battles that you guys face every year are, are tough. And they're, it feels like they're only getting tougher, right? Hockey expanding more teams is a good thing. We want more opportunities for players to play, but what that means fundamentally is there's going to be more competition for those, for those players. What kind of players are you trying to recruit? Because the tier two level um, at the NCDC is at does hold uh, a a lot of sway over what some, some players are looking for, right? They want to play tier two hockey. So for those players who may be in the next year's draft class, what kind of stuff are you guys looking for from those players, whether it's on ice skills or even off ice temperament? Yeah. You know, we have a criteria here that, that we use myself, my, my staff uh, that we use when we're out, you know, watching players and, and talking to players and families, advisors, whatever it might be. And I think number one, it, it's competitiveness. Like I want players that, you know, want to compete and are able to compete, you know, on a daily basis. Cause I just think, at this level we're at, you know, and the level these kids want to get to, you know, if, if you're not competitive, you know, on a daily basis, you're going to have a tough time getting to that next level, which ultimately for, for all of these kids is college hockey. But for us, it's, it's competitiveness, it's character. Um, I want players that are, are willing to play a, a hard skilled game. Um, you know, obviously you, you want a group that can skate, but there's a lot of things that are more important to me than that, you know? Um, and like I said, competitiveness and, and character, you know, are at the top of my list when, when looking for a player. Now coach with the NCDC growing out West now as well, there's more teams in play to go get that cup back, right. To go win this thing this season. What, what are your thoughts here on, on the growth? What are your thoughts on some of the new folks out West? I mean, how are we feeling about the NCDC going into the season? I think it's good, you know, like for, you know, I'll start out here in the East. Obviously we had a little realignment with, with the divisions, you, you know, Utica coming uh, to the North division. And then obviously the advantage and the Monarchs no longer with the group, but having six and six, you know, six in the 
south, six in the north, you know, is great. Um, and then obviously now we have the West Division, which I think, um, you know, to move our brand um, throughout the United States is awesome. And I think it's only good for for down the road. So I'm excited to see what what those teams bring to the table as far as, the, you know, the players that they bring in. Obviously, um, they have some pretty unique facilities, but, you know, obviously very excited to see what, what they do with, with their players. Yeah, and what I'm excited, you know, it's a little bit of a rivalry, right? The guys out east, it's this this northeast brand of hockey. You got the guys coming in, the newcomers out west, and uh, excited to see kind of what grows out of it. And and coach, when you went to the draft this year, right? There's there's more people in the room making picks now. Yep. Can you kind of talk about this season going to this year's draft? What was kind of the mindset? What what were you focused on as you kind of get into the room and and the clock starts on day one? Yeah, obviously we, we put a ton of time into uh, the draft leading up to it, you know, and looking back on it, you know, we, we selected 15 players on draft day. And I can say with, with every single player that we picked, you know, we, we spoke to in advance and we saw play, um, you know, either live or, or on Instat. Um, so so that was good. But yeah, there there's a lot that goes in, goes into that draft and I think here in the East, you know, the Islanders, the Bruins, Twin City, the Cyclones, um, you know, and now, and now Utica, like at the end of the day, like at this level, all the coaches know who, who the good players are. So essentially our list and say the junior Bruins list, I'd be willing to bet that our list were, were similar, you know, and, and same with, you know, like teams like the Islanders or Twin City or teams down in the South. It's just – the hockey world's so small and coaches at this level, you know, I, I do think know who the, who the best players are. So um, obviously as the draft went on and, uh, you know, teams started picking, you know, you start taking guys off, off your list that are going to other teams. So that, that's just part of the, part of the game and part of the business. But for the most part, you know, I feel we got 15 um young men that are that are high character kids that like i said before are, are ultra competitive now coach that the cup final one of my favorite things about it is two young coaches behind the bench yourself and mike marku kind of facing off against one another pal versus south shore and two guys that i think have a huge future in this game behind the bench and all throughout the, the sport of hockey can you kind of talk about your own goals, right? Like you, these players are working up the ladder. I gotta imagine you're in a you're in a place where you're trying to build a name for yourself too in this game. I mean, you're you're 91 like me. We're we're just out here, you know, young kids. We're still young. These might not feel the same, but talk about talk about yourself behind the bench. How fun was it getting the uh, getting the reins this year? Yeah, it was really good. Oh, um, I was fortunate in the past few years to to work, you know, for some really good people and. You know, for, for Drew Omicholi the last three years, you know, I learned so much from him. Just obviously he's coached at, you know, the professional level, junior hockey, um, coached over in Europe. So he's coached at a lot of levels and um, is a really good coach, knows a lot of people, um, very good X's and O's. So was able to work for him for three years and learned a lot. And a lot of what, you know, I implemented this year as the head coach, were, were, you know, were things that, um, I learned through him and, and then other guys um, along the way, you know, I worked at Milton Academy, you know, top prep schools here in the Boston area, you know, working for Paul Canada, who actually just retired uh, after a long career. Um, 
learned a ton from him. I, I, you know, my first year of coaching in 2016, you know, started with him. And um, this past year was the first year I wasn't able to help out there. Just taking over for South Shore was obviously the the priority. Um, so I wasn't able to do that. But yeah, there's a, I mean, there's so many people out there that I learned so many um, great things from. And, uh, you know, this year is try to take everything you've learned throughout throughout the years and implemented and obviously learned a lot about myself. Um, but it, it was awesome, you know, having having the chance to finally do things um, how you want them to be done. It, it, it was awesome. I'll tell you what, we love Jerome Macholi, but Lucas, what I do want to say is that was the most hockey guy answer of all time. That's ask, asking a guy about himself, and he spends three minutes talking about everybody else. That That is, Coach, you are, you are prepared for any level of the game of hockey still. I, I, I'm loving it. That That's a perfect answer. But hockey guys are tough to get personal answers from, right? They, we never talk about ourselves in a game of hockey. We talk about everybody else. We talk about our line mates. Talk about the guys in front of us when we're a guy like Coach Holsky stopping pucks. Today, Coach, we're going to invite you into our game show, Minor Chats. I'll give you the quick background on it. This started when I was with the Philadelphia Flyers. We needed something to put up on the Jumbotron. So we created a game show. Two minutes were put on the clock. The first minute, we just chatted. Then all of a sudden, I tell you, a minute on the clock, go, and we would ask you personal questions. There's no wrong answers. It's your own preference. Like, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite day of the week? Whatever it is, you answer those personal questions as many as you can in a minute. The winning coach at the end of the summer sessions will get a Dan K. Show prize. I'm going to set the clock now for one minute. Coach, are you ready? Ready to go. So we're going to skip the first minute of conversation. We've already had that, so I will start the clock. Coach Holsky, welcome to Minor Chats. Your first question, what's your favorite color? Uh, blue. Who's your favorite sports team? Austin Bruins. If we're rolling out, are you going to a diner, a drive-in, or a dive first? Uh, dive. Dive, okay, nice pick. Uh, if you were stranded on an island, what would be the one food you'd eat if you only could have one? Ooh, fish. Fish, okay. Favorite Taylor Swift song? The Arrows tour is going on right now. Favorite Tay Swift? I'm not a Taylor Swift guy. Oh, guy. mine's untouchable. Or you know what I mean? I I, I knew you were troubles. Another one. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't listen to many of those songs. So sorry. <laughs> Other than Tay Swift, who's your favorite musician or band? Uh, I don't have a, a favorite uh, musician or, or band. You know, I kind of listen to to anything country. Big country guy. Big country guy. Favorite hockey player of all time. Uh, Bobby Orr. At a barbecue, hot dog or hamburger guy? What are we going first? Hamburger. Uh, if you were a, were to coach, what job would you want? Which job? Yeah, any job. Uh, GM of an NHL team. Last question. Do you want a million dollars right now? Oh, G Lucas, we thought we had him. At the, just after the clock, he came in with the yes, he wants a million. No money being doled out today, but he did get seven which puts him in second place behind Mike Stanaway, Coach Holsky. Thanks for joining us on Minor Chats. We can get back to the conversation. Now, Lucas, come back in here. That's that's a tough game. It's a tough game, Coach. Uh, it's we had, we had a kid, Mason Kreider, uh, who he looked like Eli Manning when he played back in the day yep. for Jared Beach. I was working there, and I asked him. He was the only person to ever get a question wrong on Minor Chats. 
And we had to have him have a redemption show because we were worried, Coach Beach was worried he might not get recruited because he didn't know what an amphibian was. I said, what's your favorite amphibian? He, I think he answered alligator. And I was like, ooh, that's a reptile. That's not an amphibian. So we had to go back, and then he almost got it wrong the second time. Right. <laughs> so we almost, we almost had to just delete the show entirely. But yep. it worked out. You got everything right today. Good. <laughs> Lucas, I, I, what do you got? What do you got for a coach here as, as we kind of keep this thing going towards the, the wrap up here? Yeah, I mean, I, coach, you, we, we kind of, we mentioned the camps. We talked about the goalie camps, the way that you guys are recruiting in the off season. Um, but I wanted to kind of, I wanted to take a larger bird's eye view of the idea of these summer camps because there are so many of them, right? Sure. Between tournaments and camps and sometimes there's mixed camps where goalies are are there sometimes there's goalie only camps and we all know especially yourself being a huge goalie guy you know um working so well and so often with a lot of these goalies over the years you know there's not a ton of spots for those goalies out there it's a very competitive environment for these guys what are some things that you believe set your camps apart from maybe some other camps that are out there or some things you think you guys do really well that maybe parents should be informed about, whether it's to you know attend a South Shore Kings camp in the future or things that would make just their hockey experience better. Some advice for these parents who are just inundated with all these opportunities and maybe don't know where to look. Yeah, no doubt. And it's a great uh, talking point because um, there are, you know, a, a ton of camps out there across the board, you know, USHL, the North American League you know, the NCDC and then obviously other leagues. Um, and then you have camps that aren't associated with teams. So it's a lot and it's a lot for, for families to take in. Um, but I think for us, it's, you know, we have a few camps uh, every spring and summer in place. Um, and, you know, obviously your camps, you want to have, you know, good numbers at as far as rosters, um, but for us, it's we we try to be you know somewhat selective of, of the players um, and goalies that that are attend our events. Um, you know, and I'll just use this. Uh, we three weekends ago we did our goalie camp. I'll just use that for an example. Like we had probably thirty goalies at the camp. Uh, we use it for all our teams, NCDC Premier, um, and our midgets. Um, but at the same time, there's there's goalies that came to that camp that aren't quite ready for the NCDC. It's an opportunity for them um, over three days to, to get in front of myself and um, our goalie coach, Clay Adams, who also, you know, scouts for uh, Arizona Coyotes. Um, it's a chance for some young guys to, to come here for a couple of days and, you know, uh, we can see what they can do. You know, they can get a feel for our organization, everything we have to offer, you know, from the gym, the, the goalie sessions during the year with clay, um, the extra ice time, it, it really gives them a chance to, to see what we have. And, you know, we can then, you know, go follow them through the year and monitor their progress. Um, but yeah, like, you know, I want quality out of my camps. Uh, and then as far as like our main camp, like we'll have, you know, this past year's draft, which was 06s and 07s, you know, we took uh, 13 06s and then we took two 07s. Um, obviously some are coming to the camp to try to earn a spot on our team. And then some are coming um, knowing that they're not playing here this year. They'll go back and play at their prep school or for their midget team. And that's fine. But I want them to come, come to our camp uh, 
to get the experience and to get a feel for, you know, what we have to offer here at South Shore. Now, Coach, these are the summer sessions, right? When we talk about the offseason, for guys that want to get to a Tier 2 level who might not be there yet, for guys who might be right on the cusp or, or maybe even some of those really young athletes out there, what do you? What's your take on the off season in the summer? Should we be playing hockey all the time? Should we be? Should we be giving ourselves some time by the pool or outside? Or what? What are your takes on getting away from the game, being a part of the game this time of year? How, how much hockey should we be playing? Yeah, you know, I, I I like to think like when I was growing up, like I'm sure you guys would say the same. Like you played hockey from September to uh, the end of February, early March, and then you play baseball or or lacrosse or, or something, you'd put the hockey equipment away for a few weeks. You know, I'd like to say like, Hey, you know, at the end of the hockey season, do another sport, but that really isn't the case anymore. Like hockey's turned into, you know, 12, 12 months of the year. Um, but I, I would say like at the end of the season, especially at this level where it is a long season and, you know, like for us, you know, going right to the beginning of April, like it's important to, to take some time away from the game and, you know, a few weeks of, of definitely staying off the ice um, and just letting your body heal. So for me and my advice to parents and families out there is you definitely want to take a few weeks uh, off, you know, especially at a, at a young age, like I'm seeing now as a coach, um, you know, squirts, peewees and bantams, like even midgets, like these kids are going from their, their regular season to right into, you know, spring and summer tournaments. Like it's great, but you know, at the same time, you, you, we can't burn these kids out, you know, and uh, I'm seeing a little of that right now as a coach. And uh, I just think, you know, ultimately it's important to take some time off, but then in like, you know, the summer at this level, like, yes, these kids do need to go to these camps to try to make, make a team. Like that's, that's part of it. Like that's, that's, how you make a team is going to a camp. Um, but I think, you know, most importantly, it's finding an off ice um, program, you know, where you're going to get, you know, bigger, faster, stronger, you know, throughout the summer where you're going to show up in September uh, ready to go. So I think uh, ultimately that's number one. And then finding, you know, maybe it's a skill coach or skill development program throughout the summer that you can get into, um, and then obviously, you know, the, the couple camps you're going to attend. Yeah. And, and for the parents and the players at home, I always say, listen to your body, right? It, it's my body might talk to me louder today than it did when I was 16, 17, running around everywhere with, with the ability to bounce back every day. But you can you can feel when you might need that moment, right? When we feel we need that moment, it's OK to take it. It's always that balance, like you said, between those those coming out to those events that might be the one that get us that next spot or that next place to play or get us to the next level yep. and just listening to ourselves and allowing ourselves to heal and recoup during the off season. Lucas, before we hit our parting words, you have anything left for coach Holsky before we let him get back to work here on his busy off season, as I put in my air quotes for the, which really translates well, by the way, to audio only podcasting. When you do yeah, you really, quotes, really crush really that. It. It, it's not great. It's not great work. Coach Halski, this is not a professional environment you're in right now. We, we can we can do descriptive audio. So what happened was Dan put his hands up in a sort of mocking air quote fashion uh, to signify his his not quite sarcasm, something adjacent to sarcasm. Yeah, it, it like uh, somewhere between sarcasm and Alanis Morissette singing ironic. 
about things that weren't really irony. Yeah, that really throws you off the more you it think does. about it. Lannis more sense good at, at what she does, but I picking out things that are ironic, not good at it. Lucas, anything else from you? Like this guy's got no parting words. Coach Holsky, we've enjoyed having you here. You got to get back to work. We work got to keep rolling through this thing. You have parting words to the players, the parents, the the future South Shore Kings. A anything you got for the parting words here today in today's show? Yeah, I think you know if you know you're looking for a, a good home in junior hockey. You know, I, I'd like to think there's no better place than you know um, we're, we're 30 minutes outside of Boston. We have an unbelievable facility you know, state-of-the-art workout facility here, you know, essentially unlimited ice. And most importantly, you know, we're in the backyard of uh, some top college hockey programs. So if, if you're a player out there that's looking to play at a high level and ultimately looking to get to college, I think this could be a really, really good option for you. Tell you what, Coach, my parting words each show always go along with our guest. For me today, it's the future is now and the future is bright. That's how I'm going to put it because – not just for our players that play in the NCDC, the development going on, the work that uh, Commissioner Turo and, and Kevin, Kevin Abrams are doing behind the scenes with this NCDC product to grow it, but with guys like yourself. And for the folks at home who, who might be learning about Coach Holsky for the first time or might just see him behind the bench, this is a guy who is, the respect throughout this game is, it speaks volumes. I have not heard one person with one bad thing to say about this guy behind a bench, in a rink, anywhere in the game of hockey, the future of hockey coach. I'm telling you, when you're on an NHL bench one day and I send Lucas down to go interview you on ESPN+, Plus, just shoo him off the bench. You're not allowed to answer <laughs> one question for him when we're all up at the bigs one day. <laughs> no, thanks, guys. This is, this is great. And obviously, uh, you know, you guys do a fantastic job. And, you know, the work you guys did at the Dean Cup was spectacular. So thanks again for having me. And obviously and enjoy the the summer here hey coach holsky joined us thank you to our sponsors remastered sleep 10 percent off at checkout dan k show put it into the coupon code now it helped Oli kolzig he's a goalie guy too he was snoring his wife was upset we told him about the product he went and bought it on the spot in ogden utah do not wait do not hesitate head to remasteredsleep.com today it's the water bottle of your dream stop snoring with just a sip selly salt hockey moms that can season your meal better than anybody. Go to Selly Salt right now. Body Trick, body-trick.com, all natural items to help you recoup. We talked about muscle recouping. Go to body-trick.com, GMU Sport, protein powders, all that stuff. Go get yourself pumped up like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's got a show on Netflix now. I didn't even know that guy was still acting. I thought he was a governor. Finally, the Pueblo Bulls run with the Bulls. They're moving to the NCDC. They're going to be competing with Coach Holsky. He's not looking to give them a good welcome, but you know what? They'll give you a good welcome into their rink there. The Pueblo Ice Arena, Pueblo Bulls. Thanks for joining us. When Dan Kay's on the mic, it's always Hockey Night. The Las Vegas Desert Cup Hockey Tournament is celebrating its ninth year of great hockey in the desert. They offer a unique feature in which players can participate in a high-caliber hockey tournament while also enjoying a vacation on the Las Vegas Strip. Families throughout the years have created lasting memories of their time with the tournament, and they look forward to hosting you and your player this upcoming year. Pricing includes a five-game guarantee, 15-20-20 stop time, jersey, pant shell, game socks, Desert Cup welcome gift, all included. For registration information, go to www.dankshow.com backslash the hyphen desert hyphen cup or Go to at the underscore Dan K show on Instagram to find the link in our bio.